to Agronomy for Farmer Success, a podcast brought to you by Osmus Farm Supply. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different in the fact that we are going to have two different guests in two segments for our podcast today. First, we are going to welcome Bill Schrader, the Seed Department Manager here at Osmus Farm Supply. And Bill is going to talk to us today about how important it is to have the right conditions in your fields when it comes to planting. Our second guest in the studio will be Amy Osmus, and Amy is going to talk to us about taking soil temperatures, how to take those soil temperatures properly so that we can ensure that we are having those optimal soil conditions come planting time. So to kick off our podcast, we are going to start with Bill. Welcome, Bill. Bill Schrader with Osmus Farm Supply AFSC. And I think in this podcast, Amy's going to talk about the value of testing soil temps and how it relates to, uh, one of the things I guess I think it relates to the most is seeding or planting. So the soil conditions when you plant are critical. Can't emphasize that enough, whether you're planting corn or beans, you want to keep an eye on that. Amy's going to talk about uh, the soil temp, and I think the temp that she'll relay is the most critical is that critical biological temperature, which is about 50 degrees. And that's what the point in the soil where you'll start to see more microbial activities start to take place. A lot of the biology of of the soil starts to really heat up. And that's really where you want to be when you're planting seed. The other thing about soils that I'm really going to keep an eye on when we're talking about planting is first and foremost the temperature, but also the water content of the soil. We don't want to be out there when uh, the soils are wet. They're more apt to have compaction. We're also apt to crush floor space, and we want to have that balance of water to air in the soil, and we want to have a nice seed bed that the plants can grow through sprouting wise and also develop good root structure. So some things about soil that I think everybody should have in the back of their mind before they head to the field this spring to plant. You had a podcast a couple weeks ago with Todd Clausen with Midwest Mm -hmm. Seed. And you guys discussed this a little bit about conditions. Right. We have some favorable temps coming up. We do. Yeah, so another thing you want to look at is not just the conditions at the time of planting, Michelle, but we also want to take into account what's going to happen immediately after that seed is put into the ground. Not only do you want to have nice conditions with good temperatures um, and avoid compaction, and you want the soil to have that great spore space that you can have good seed-to-soil contact, also maintain a nice ratio of air and water in relation to the seedling and the roots, But then the next thing you want to take a look at is, okay, what's going to happen after I put that seed in the ground? What do the next 24 or 48 hours look like? It's very critical when that little seed gets put into the ground, what type of moisture does it absorb? The first moisture can lead to some problems if it's really cold or super chilled. So that first 24 hours to 48 hours after we put that seed in the ground, we want to watch what's going to happen. If you put the seed in the ground. So we are just about to Easter weekend here, spring of 2021, and they're talking about temperatures getting up to the high 70s, maybe even 80 degrees this weekend. Wow, magnificent conditions for planting, right? But if the weather turns cold, so this morning when I got up and drove into work, um, the temperature on my car was 13 degrees. So if we get a nice warm temperatures like that at 
80 degrees, and then in the next 48 hours, we have a, an extreme switch. I know this doesn't sound very likely in northern Iowa or Minnesota, but it does happen. Um, that's really hard on that little seedling if it's imbibed some nice warm weather or warm water, and then we get that sharp change in temperature, that drastic drop of 40 degrees or more, that can be really, really detrimental to the seedling health and actually the seedling vigor. So those are things we want to take into account when you're planting and looking at your temperatures. Not just the soil temp at the time that you put the seed in the ground and make sure you have good conditions, but take a little bit of time to examine what the forecast is for the next 24, 48 hours. Seed genetics has come a long way in assisting with that, but still knowing your conditions and making sure you have the right conditions is extremely important, correct? Yes, absolutely. And if you go back and listen to that uh, podcast, which I'd encourage everyone to do, that Todd Cosman and I did, he did an excellent job of explaining the cold germ testing and the evolution of that process and the importance of it in analyzing seed vigor and what the seed will do. But at the, at the end of the day, too, we still don't want to push that envelope. We want to make sure those seedlings don't have to deal with that extreme change in that first uh, 48 hours, two days of its life in the soil. Now we are joined by Amy Osnes in the podcast studio, and Amy is going to talk to us today and follow up on Bill's portion of this podcast on soil temperatures and making sure that we are planting our seeds in the proper environment, in the proper soils, and making sure that we're doing this properly for the best result and best yield product that we can get at the end of the season. Amy, when it comes to testing soil temperatures in the spring, what time of day should we do testing? Where should we be testing in the field? And how deep should we be taking those soil temps? I talk a lot in the industry about overall production and things that matter to production that we don't really think about day to day. And I would say that taking the proper soil temps is one of those issues that people just don't think about day to day and how it really impacts the crops that we grow and the end yields that we get. So one of the fun things I get to do in the spring is kind of go out in the field and I stick my little old-fashioned soil probe in the ground and take temperatures. And it's one of the things that people on social media actually look at and comment and follow the most. And it's so simple. To do the soil temps that I do, especially in the spring, I take a four-inch soil temp. With my probe, you can use basically any kind of thermometer probe. You just have to make sure that the probe is at least four inches long. Mine is an old fashioned one with the old dial on the top and the six inch probe. And what I like to do is just take a piece of tape and I measure it out, put a little masking tape. So the bottom of the tape is at four inches. So when I insert that into the soil, I know that I'm taking a four inch soil temp. So when I take these temps, I stick it in the, the soil and kind of walk away. You want to leave it there for about five minutes in order for it to take an accurate temperature. Um, it will, of course, be registered to the ambient temperature of the air. And so when you put it in the soil, you have to give it a little time to adjust. So have a little fun when you're out there. Scout what weeds are coming up. Check out the condition of your soil. But leave the probe in the ground for about five minutes of day that's that's kind of a hard one to answer if I'm this time of year the time of day I really want to go out there first thing in the morning 
because what I'm taking temperatures for is the lowest temperature of the soil at four inches during the day. And of course, as it, as it um, absorbs the energy of the sun, the soil temperatures will rise throughout the day. But I'm worried about putting a seed in this, in this soil bed and what is the lowest temperature the seed will have during its germination. So I wanna make sure I take the temperature pretty much in the morning, just cause I'm not gonna get up in the middle of the night and tramp through the field. <laughs> um, another thing you, you wanna think about while you're taking these soil temperatures is bare ground. So we strip till on our farm. So when I go out and take the temperatures, I take the temperature in the strip. That is the seed bed that my seed will lie in. Um, today, actually, I went out to have a little fun and took it in the strip, which is the bare ground, and the temperature that I recorded was 68 degrees. Just so that I could tell you guys what the difference is, I took it over in between the strips and stuck it in the corn trash, and it was actually 12 degrees cooler um, 56 degrees where it was covered with the corn stalks. So it's very important. Your temperature readings will vary based on the amount of cover that you have on the ground. So go ahead and do it in the bare, the bare ground, but especially do it where you're going to put the seed because that's the temperature that we're worried about. Right. And Amy, you were talking about the time and now these soil temperatures and we just went out and did this and it's two o'clock in the afternoon. So don't take Amy's temperatures um, that she just read off to you that we got those in the morning. We did get those at two o'clock. Um, we did have record temps yesterday in the area, so that affects it a little bit. These are abnormal temperatures for the first full week in April. Right. You have to remember too that there is... Um a process that's called thermal equilibrium and it's where the hot moves to the cold and in the first couple inches of the soil you'll see a difference a lot of difference based on the time of day because the heat moves to the cold so the sun beats down on the soil the soil absorbs that energy from the sun heats up and then as the ambient temperature of the air cools toward the evening, the soil will actually release some of that heat and the soil temperatures really fluctuate throughout the day because of that. So this is where we're gonna date each other because I learned that is the heat highway where on the top part of the soil you get heat and in the spring it moves down to the cooler temperatures and in the fall the heat highway goes backwards and the heat from the soil that's deeper leaves the soil and you get your temperatures that way. We tend to take soil temperatures in the spring and the fall. One, to create our seed bed and make sure we're putting the seed in a warm enough environment. But can you tell us the other reason in regards to nitrogen that soil temperatures are so important? Yeah, we talk a lot about nitrogen and its mobility in the soil and the uptake from the plant. What people don't realize is nitrogen that farmers apply to their field is not in a form that the plant can use, can uptake in the root through the moisture. Um, and so the optimum range for that denitrification, so the soil has to go through a denitrification process in order to be in the correct form to be uptake by the plant. The ideal range for the nitrification of that is between 65 degrees and 86 degrees Fahrenheit. 
And so throughout the spring, you may continue to take those soil temperatures. And again, then you would want to take them at one or two in the afternoon, because now you're looking at the temperature of the soil when denitrification is happening, and that's, that's during the day. So you want the, the higher end of what the soil temperature are to know that denitrification is taken care of. In the fall, we watch that because as we add fall applied nitrogen, we always want to make sure the soils are 50 degrees or lower in soil temperature so that denitrification process does not start until we get the seed in the ground and we actually want that nitrogen to be available to the plant. Right. Another thing that we haven't talked about and is very popular in the spring is moisture. We all know our fields do not hold moisture evenly across the whole field. How can moisture levels in the soil affect your soil temperatures? The moisture in the field um, does kind of cool or heat. Um, actually, nothing cools the soil because that highway that we were talking about, the thermal highway, always goes from hot to cold, never from cold to hot. But it, the soils that have more moisture in the soil, actually the moisture is cooler and will pull some of that heat out of the soil and you have that thermal equilibrium going on in the soils. Also you have to understand that 70 degrees Fahrenheit for a soil temperature is actually the ideal temperature for the moisture in the soil because then all the moisture becomes available for the plant to uptake. If it gets higher than 90 degrees, the plant actually stops growing, gets a little hot, slows down the growing. And at 100 degrees, only 15% of the moisture is used for growing the soil. Actually, 85% of that moisture is lost through evaporation. And so moisture can have an effect on the temperature of the soil. But more importantly for our growers, the temperature of the soil can have an effect on how much moisture is available for that plant to uptake. I'm going to go back to a little bit of what Bill said and making sure that we have the proper conditions. So if soil temperatures, we just went out today, and again, we've been out in the middle of the day, which is not ideal, and our soil temperatures were 68. Yes, so 68 on bare ground and 56 in the covered um, trashier areas. We don't have any forecasted cool, super cool freezing temperatures. But how do nighttime temperatures, daytime temperatures, and forecasted rain affect soil temperatures that then affect that condition of planting today and the next few days in the forecast for optimal germination and yield production? Really, for germination, you need something above 45 degrees. I'll say 50 degrees because I like it a little warmer. So once you put your seed in the ground, you want to make sure that your temperatures can be maintained at that minimum level for germination. Otherwise, basically you have moisture in the ground and you have cool temperatures and you have your seed. And so that seed then becomes more susceptible to rot, to slow germination. You may have some diseases that can affect the seed at that point. So really when we put the seed in the ground, we want optimal moisture, optimal seed temperature in order to really germinate that seed, pop it up out of the ground and give it a healthy beginning to a crop. I think Amy has covered all the questions that I have. Anything additional you want to add, Amy, in regards to soil temperatures? 
I talked about I like to go out and play in the dirt and get my soil temperatures. Remember when you're doing that, that you actually want to think you're going for a hike. You don't want to get into your field and stick it into the ground in the end rows because you don't want to walk into your field and get a true temperature sample of the actual area that you farm and not the end rows. Um, although we farm end rows, you know, we all write those off as not the optimal place to farm. So you want to go into the field a little ways and stay away from your end rows. And if you don't have time, you don't have the inkling, you don't really want to go out and play in the dirt and check out what's going on out there for five minutes or so, you can always go online. Iowa State University for the soil temps in Iowa has um, and keeps up daily a soil temperature map. You can pull that up. I believe the National Corn Growers Association also does that. These are not going to be specific to the fields that you're in. They're generalizations for the area. But if you don't want to take the time or it's not your thing to go out and play in the dirt, I can't think of a grower that's not their thing to go out and play in the dirt. But um, if you don't want to go out and take them themselves, there are resources online that you can just Google soil temps in Iowa and there are nice maps that are kept up daily. And so without going out, putting your own probe in the ground, you can actually watch the soil temperatures from the comfort of your home. We will add the link to the Iowa State maps in the comments for this podcast. You can go in there and pull up those maps. Anything else additionally, Amy? Yes, one thing I did want to point out is we talk about putting our seed in the optimal ground. Um, when it's ready, when it's ready to go. But in the world today, I would like to point out that sometimes physical things are clash with political things. And so I did want to remind everybody in Iowa and in other states, you can look it up on the USDA website, but April 11th is the earliest date to plant your corn for federal crop insurance coverage. And April 21st is the earliest date for beans. So if you do take out federal crop insurance, make sure you watch those dates, um, even if the ground is ready before then. So you got a couple days left before corn and a couple weeks yet before beans. So we have been blessed with this weather and everybody has the itch to get out early, but you have to remember that not only do you need the right conditions, you got to follow the correct protocol. One, you have to have your products, um, which people have been coming in and getting and it's been picking up but we do have rain in the forecast here coming up and i think between amy and bill they have given us a lot of details a lot of good reminders of general basic agronomic principles that we should be following this planting season and again if you have any questions following this podcast you can always give your osmus farm supply agronomists a call and they will help you out and thank you for listening and thank you amy for joining us on your birthday today Thank you for having me, and to all of you out there listening, have a safe and fruitful season this year. Thank you for listening to Agronomy for Farmer Success. If you'd like any additional information, please contact your trusted Osmus Farm Supply agronomist. Please make sure to subscribe to Agronomy for Farmer Success on your podcast player of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and more to be notified when new episodes become available.